Hello, people listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show for the second episode this week. Uh, we did get into this towards the latter end, but because I recorded two podcasts on the same day and on the first podcast, which is why with Simon Miller, my non-wrestling podcast, I mentioned this. I didn't think to throw it at the start of this show, and I should have done, so I'm just recording this cold opening now to say, yes, over the past few days, it turned out that Lionheart, a uh, UK professional wrestler who was universally respected and loved by a lot of people, did tragically... Uh, pass away. More details haven't come out yet, but there is some, uh, well, there is uh, some hints, I guess, for lack of a better term, that he may have taken his own life. So it seemed only right, only fitting. I never met the guy, as I said on my Twitter feed when people were talking about it, but everyone speaks highly of him. He dedicated himself to the craft and sounds like an amazing guy all around. So uh, yeah, just a, a short opening to say all the love and support to his friends and family and rest in peace to Lionheart. Uh, let's get on with the show. Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast, the only wrestling podcast on the planet. We think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Show. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling show, the second of the week. Make sure you turn the clock back to Wednesday and check out what I'm now calling the flagship show. It's not, but you know, it needs a name. And that goes live on YouTube as well. And again, as we talk about YouTube, head on over to youtube.com forward slash the middle report rules or just search for Simon Miller and give my YouTube channel a subscribe. It makes me feel happy. Also, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Simon316. And I've got a patron, patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. And actually, I never mention it. I'll mention it before I forget. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com. That's where you get yourself some pro wrestling Simon Miller merchandise. But tying into the patron, there is a tier that you can drop some money into and you can come on the podcast. And that's always how we frame the second episode of the week. And that's why today I'm very happy to say I've got my man Mark on. Mark, how you doing today, my friend? Very well, thank you, Simon. And yourself? I'm good. I'm well. I'm happy. I'm ready to chat some wrestling. Uh, interesting week, and we'll, we will get into stomping grounds in a in a little bit because that's going down, you know, this weekend, and eh, it's a bit of a controversial event because a bit like, uh, but hey, look, we've still got to talk about it. We've still got to treat it like a WWE pay per view. Before we do begin, Mark, look, just I always find it's uh, it's easier to talk wrestling when you know someone or where somebody has come from in their wrestling fandom, in their wrestling love. So yeah, man, let me know. When did you start watching wrestling? Why do you like wrestling? Just give me a, a, a quick 101 into all that kind of thing. Um, I've pretty much been watching wrestling on and off all my life, as far as I can remember going back. Um, I remember going back and seeing like the Bret Hart versus Owen Hart back in the day. Um, Undertaker was just larger than life. Like you don't see people like this anywhere else in the world. It's true, you don't. Yeah, um, I've kind of I fell off for a few years, sort of after sort of WrestleMania twenty two ish. Yeah, um, and then a friend of mine invited me round to go and see. Uh, watch WrestleMania 29, and that had been my first wrestling I'd watched in over five years. And the bug hit me hard again. <laughs> so WrestleMania 29 was Rock versus Cena, right? Rock versus Cena 2, yeah. And uh, Taker Punk. 
I've got it. That's a good one to come back in. What was it about that event that hooked you? Um, it was, I mean, seeing Taker still going, the streak was still strong. Um, and yeah, it was, I just remembered everything that I missed about it. Just these, the action, the, the characters. And then a year later, I found myself sat in New Orleans watching WrestleMania live. Wow. So you went all the way to go see it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And it was hell of a thing. Never been anywhere when Taker lost, like, never seen, felt anything like that at a stadium ever. Like, Well, pe- dude, I don't think I've ever talked to somebody that was there live. Give it to me, man. I mean, I know you were going to, and I just basically interrupted you. But, yeah. like, but get in, I, I would love to hear a live perspective of that. Because really, in terms of modern-day wrestling, that is one of the big moments we all experienced. Yeah, it, it was crazy. Because... And because you have the delay in his music hitting, people were like, did that happen? Did it not happen? And there was, it started off with some confusion and then like his music hit and the big 21 and one, like the sign came up with him saying that he'd lost. And it was, it was crazy. Like no one, no one could believe it actually happened. Everyone thought like, you know, this was going to keep on going forever. Or if it did ever end, it would be somebody who was, coming up and to give them the rub but you know it was it was crazy it was absolutely insane just the atmosphere just changed did you like was there because i could imagine people were so confused did you start having chats with people you didn't know around you going oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. looking around going like did that happen should it have happened you know is it a work is it a shoot is it like and then, like, all the stuff afterwards of, like, supposedly Lesnar going off script and this, that, and the other, and then that all was kind of... And just no one no one could legitimately believe the streak was over. No one expected it. No one saw it coming. And it was crazy because you went from that sort of low to, like, Daniel Bryan then coming in and winning. And, again, I've never been in a place what's just gone as insane as that. It was... It was amazing to see, like, he was he was on top of the world and everyone loved it and everyone was so thankful that he, he'd won and got there. Well, that was almost like the saving grace, wasn't it? Nobody else was able was going to be able to get the crowd back up like Daniel Bryan was able to do. And that's kind of the thing I always find fascinating. It was almost... I mean, it wasn't... I wouldn't say that it's perfect the way they did it, but it was perfect in the sense... That again, if, if they had done it any other time and it didn't have a Daniel Bryan who was who was ready to come on and make people feel all right about what happened, that WrestleMania would have been an absolute bust. Because let's, yeah. say, let's say they were doing Triple H versus Randy Orton, which WWE was wont to do over the years. Everybody would have left that WrestleMania completely downbeat. But they had this ace in the hole with Daniel Bryan. They booked that perfectly. It was a great match. And kind of, you know, at least for a little while, everybody forgot that The Undertaker had lost. And then, of course, down the line, everyone was like, oh, no, he did. (laughs) That's the thing. I mean, once it had sort of calmed down, did you think it was the right decision? Do you think it was the wrong decision? Was there some people actually going, oh, it's brilliant? You know, did anybody like it? Um, The people around me weren't happy. Um, They didn't think a part-timer. And somebody that was already made should have beaten him. If he was ever – I mean, a lot of people think that he he never should have lost a streak and – I'm kind of in that camp myself. I think that because supposedly the, the the talk was that he he had the streak because he stayed 
when everyone else jumped ship to WCW. That was the that was the scuttlebutt that always went around that like he was Vince McMahon's guy, and as a thank you and a reward for you know him staying and supposedly him talking others into staying and him not jumping, that was what the streak was for. And to see it end to Lesnar, I mean, don't get me wrong, like on his day, like Lesnar matches are amazing when he can be bothered. Yeah, no, dude, I, I still like Lesnar. We've talked about it here before. The issue is that he doesn't turn up to TV and that creates other storyline issues elsewhere. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that now. I, I, I think for me, one of my favorite things about pro wrestling is the surprise. And I think that's why I I enjoyed it because, I, again, I like the fact that we can have this conversation five years on and it's yeah. still really interesting to me. It makes me go, okay, maybe we could have picked a better person, potentially, you can argue that, to do it. But ultimately, I am a fan because, yeah, we can sit here and as soon as you tell me you, you were there live, I want to know what it was like. I want to know what the atmosphere, yeah. you know, what, what, what kind of direction it took. So I think it was just a cool thing. I just do. I, I, I like it. And the fact you, that's, you, know, you got back into wrestling a year prior and then and then made that jump dude i think you made it, it was a good call dude it's a good wrestlemania to be a part of it, it was it was hell of an experience and one that yeah i'm i feel very lucky to have been able to scrounge money together and get over there and and to see it and just being in new orleans itself was just insane for like the days before it like when they say they take over a city like wwe takes over that city it yeah. is it is crazy. Um, oh, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, if you've never been to WrestleMania, obviously I understand talking to the to the public. You know, I know that it's a, a hard thing to do, but um, yeah, like if you can ever go, I promise, even if you're super down on WWE, you will love it. It's like it's like going on a theme park ride for a weekend. Yeah, pretty much. It was crazy because Bourbon Street isn't the biggest of streets. Like you just had people like on one side of the street chanting one thing, and people on the other side of the street chanting the other, and it was. It was almost like being being there early. It was, it was awesome. I love it, dude. I love it, man. That is, uh, that's just cool. That's a, that's a, that's a cool little story. And it's again, it's why I like having Patreons on. I didn't know I was going to be talking about a live experience of the Undertaker uh, uh, losing his streak today. Um, what you, what's your opinion of the product in 2019? You don't need to give me an in depth answer. I just you know before we talk about stomping grounds and, and try and figure out what's going to happen. You know, you may love WWE, you may hate it, you may watch it in spite of yourself. Like, there's there's many ways to to take it in these days. There really is. I, I think despite everything, really, there's it's hard to think of a better time there is to to be a wrestling fan. It is such an exciting time with the rise of you know AEW and you know they sold out in twenty minutes. Yeah. And if you read the reports, apparently they could have sold out that arena ten times over, which is insane. I know. So there was a, there's an article on Forbes that says they, they had more interest than WrestleMania. I mean, we don't yeah, know. We don't. We don't know if that's true because the only way to actually know is if AEW had run the exact same stadium, and you and you could have looked at it that way. I know there's statistics to try and prove that, but you know the, the the realistic answer is you never know for sure. However, the fact that people can even put that argument together, I think, kind of underlines that AEW is is doing very well. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I think we can just say well, that it's great to see, and it's great that there is some healthy competition now, um, and hopefully, it kind of gives Vince and WWE the, the kick in the ass that they need to stop doing the same old things again and again. I mean, you've talked about it before. The wildcard rule needs to go. Well, 
to end. Yeah, I don't mind the wild card rule if they had kept the wild card rule. Do you know what I mean? But I think that, I think that, I think there was nine people on uh, SmackDown <laughs> SmackDown this week. It's like, well, we just don't care anymore, do we? We 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 we've given up. Clearly, we've given up, which is fine. But just admit it on TV. Just admit it on TV. Yeah, yeah and it's it's the fact that it's just burying the mid card and so much talent and. You say SmackDown feels just like Raw 2 now, and then it never used to be that for a good year. SmackDown was the show to watch, you know. Yeah, they had absolutely. the wrestlers, they had the better story. They just had everything going for it, and now, I mean, it's got to the stage now where really I listen to like ups and downs and some other Thanks, man. like wrap ups of what happened on Raw and SmackDown, and I pretty I'll watch NXT. I'll watch 205 Live and I'll watch NXT UK, and that's pretty much the main product that I'm watching at the moment. Dude, you're not alone. That's the key. I mean, again, if you listen to this podcast, you uh, you know, you can you, you can hear people saying the same thing, and that does seem to be a way to watch. It's just a way to watch to watch wrestling these days. You, you want to keep up with WWE, so you do that via whatever means, but you don't watch it. And then NXT is the WWE product you like the most. And hey, as I always say, it, it's not ideal, but if that's the way you're going to do it, that's okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's okay. And then, like, if I if I listen to something, I'll be like, oh, that sounds that sounds cool. I'll go out my way to watch it, and you know, I'll, I'll see what I can do. But a lot of it, like this this week's war was actually pretty good yeah it was all right it was all right yeah i thought it i thought i thought the first half was better than the second half uh then i, I kind of thought it like it lost its way but no i i think they, there was um there was enough to sort of keep your your fingers crossed that yeah. hopefully it's going in the right in the right direction yeah definitely uh yeah some storylines that just kind of stopped and then others that just started just like you say, it's not episodic anymore. It's just this mess of well, just that, that, everyone's got a new idea. Absolutely. That is the, the the thing I sort of picked up on over, over the last uh, few weeks or whatever, is it just they, it just exists within itself now. There's no carry-on. And, and I think that's the issue. And the thing that I don't understand is, you know, what 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 on earth happened? Like, why, why don't we tell long-term stories anymore? Especially when you are, you know, actively saying it's an episodic TV show and yet there's no episodic nature to it whatsoever. I find that, I find that really weird. I mean, it is, it's really weird. There's no two ways about it. I don't, that seems like such an easy fix to me and yeah. yet it's something that we're, we're not doing. I mean, hopefully we'll start doing it again soon. And like there were, you know, I, you know, I, I think these days you need to be a bit more careful than that. But I think you can have a little bit of hope, maybe. Yeah. And you had, you know, you had SmackDown finishing last week with Truth in a garbage can, and then suddenly he just turns up in the crowd. It's yeah, like, that, that was annoying. Why didn't we find out he got out of his box? That was annoying. Yeah. I wanted to know. Yeah, considering like they were trying to get into it and couldn't, so it was like, okay, is he still going to be like? But no, he was just in the crowd. It was like, okay, let's just forget everything that happened last week, and it just feels like every week they just get together and go, right, what's our story this week? What happened last week? Ah, oh, who cares? Let's just plan forward yeah no do they do i think i think that is what happens i don't think they i i don't know why but they just don't seem to really care about, <laughs> about what happened in the previous week which is a really strange thing to do i i'll never be able to to, to get my head around that because it just seems so simple like well, what did we do with so and so last week we did this okay well let's not do that again oh, let's keep that story going yeah and, and we don't and it's yeah it, it's very odd but 
I, I hold out hope. I hold out yeah. hope, but you, uh, I mean, you never know. Yeah, so this stuff is kind of the forefront of that. Like, one minute she's seems to be going face and, you know, talking to Nikki and everything seems to be going well there. And then the next minute she's shouting at Bailey and, <laughs> and she's heel again. It's just like, what is going on? Yeah, no, I, I think that... I, I like what they did on SmackDown as well. I thought that was kind of some of the best... Uh, yeah, what they did because it actually sounded believable, and it's actually something I could be like, "Oh, I'd like to know more about that." You know, that sounds that sounds like something genuine, but it was done so last minute, it was hard to then tie that into the feud as a whole. Simply because, yeah, it's it was too late. Simple as that. It was too late. It's, you know, it, it, it would it was only a few days out, and we hadn't really been focusing on it overly. But again, again, I think it's moments like that where I'm like, okay, well, hopefully. You, hopefully we will use that as a getting off point for whatever we're going to do in the future, whatever that may be. And of course the coffee was back. So <laughs> coffee is exclusive <laughs> to SmackDown. That's what I figured out. The coffee is exclusive to SmackDown. I didn't realize this, but now I realize this is okay. See, all I need is the rules. Teach me the rules. Yeah, and, make and, it make, make sense. Yeah. 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 yeah exactly. Well, um, uh, it drives me crazy about WWE. And I've, I've always done this is if something picks up with the crowd, like the coffee, they just then drive it into the ground until, like you said, it's for Law of Diminishing Returns. Like when Fandango's music took off and suddenly, like it was just everywhere and every week was just like, here's another group of people singing along to Fandango's music. And it was just like, yeah, right. You took this thing that was, you know, it, it was natural that it kind of picked up and then you just kind of, ran it into the ground. Yeah, that was, you're right. It, it, they didn't use it in a way that was, well, it was never used in a way that was actually going to be a benefit to anybody. Yeah, it it was just there to try and make a fuss out of something. Yeah, it wasn't natural. And It wasn't natural, best way to put it. It wasn't natural. It's my, my biggest worry about the Firefly Funhouse is that they'll do it to that because it is by far and away the most exciting thing that's going on at the moment. And I... I cannot wait for him to debut. I cannot wait. How do you debut him? Because the uh, the the, the I think, big I think what you suggest is right. You put him in against either Kofi or yeah, put him against Seth, and you have him like the idea when you said like having just tear through the new day. That's that's perfect. Like just have him just turn up, just wreck them, or even just like have a backstage thing one like this week where maybe one of them got taken out by somebody. And then, like, and then suddenly next week something else happens, and then you know you could build a bit of mystery around that, and then suddenly the mysterious attacker appears, and it's Bray Wyatt, and he just destroys Kofi. Absolutely, I think that's a really good idea as well because instantly you establish him as not the Bray Wyatt that we used to before. But I, I think more importantly than that is if the transition from Firefly Funhouse to In Ring thing takes a little while to. Not figure out necessarily, but there is going to be a, a somewhat of a, a learning curve with that. At least you've already put him into, you know, a really powerful position that you, that even if you do make missteps elsewhere, well, it doesn't really matter because, he, you know, he, he's the world champ and he's come in strong. And he can go and ring like he's had some great matches. The problem is that they were back when he actually won occasionally and then he just lost and lost and lost. Exactly, which is why you need to do something different now. And and I don't really know. I, people keep saying to me, Miller, how does this transition into, into Bray Wyatt in the ring? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. But luckily, it's not my... 
you know, it's, it's, it's not my problem to solve out. You know, I have ideas that I think may potentially work, but that doesn't mean that they will. So, yeah, I mean, yeah that's... Maybe no more projections of bugs and, and I mean, things like that. That would be a great start. No more overhead projections. I mean, that whole match... Exactly, that's the kind of thing we need to stay away from. Even though it's all spooky and weird and, and things like that, I don't think you need... Let's not go overboard with it. Let's, yeah, it's the, 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 creepy and kooky and just... Yeah, I know yeah. that... I know that um, the Firefly Funhouse is that in and of itself, but you don't need to go again. You don't need overhead projections of whatever the hell that you don't need to do that. There's no. other ways to keep things scary, but also keep things simple. And, and that's how that's I hopefully I want them to keep that balance. Like I really want yeah. them to keep that balance. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Because... Fingers crossed. When's he debut as well? When would you like to see him? Maybe Tuesday. Yeah, I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to see him at stomping grounds. I really yeah. don't. I don't. There's not enough love for that pay per view. You want it at least on a pay-per-view where there's already some kind of attachment from the fans, and I don't believe that we have that with this one. Like, I remember when it was Money of a Bank and they found Sami Zayn hanging upside down, and I was like, oh. And given, like, the weird stuff that had gone on with, with Bray before then, it was like, could Bray be do that? Could Bray come in and be the, the final man? Because obviously they went and spoke to Strowman, and Strowman was like, well, I didn't do it. I don't know what you're talking about. And Strowman seems like, if Strowman had done it, it feels like he would have gone, yeah, well, I did, I've done it, and what? But you never really found, the assumption was, I guess, that Lesnar did it to him. Oh, who, but, know, who knows, dude? At one point. Again, it was one of those things that they did and then just dropped. But for me, the biggest worry about putting Bray on SmackDown is there's only so long you can keep Roman Reigns out of the title picture. And I think if he comes back and you know, beats Bray a, you know, a month, two months into his title reign, then all this work that's gone into bringing him back and, you know, having everything will just be undone. And that, that's my biggest worry about putting him on SmackDown. I, the thing is, is that if you treat him right, everybody will forget about... Do you know what I mean? If, if it's just good, as it's meant to be good, if that makes sense, like if you don't muck around with it, it won't even matter everything else around it because you're about the Firefly Funhouse, right? The Firefly Funhouse was going on when Raw was abysmal, you know, when it was really, really bad, but nobody really cared because it was like, yeah, but it's fun. And I, I, you know, it's almost like I'm not going to allow what's going on in the rest of the show to affect my enjoyment of the Firefly Funhouse do you know what I mean? So even though it's on the same show, I know this is good. So I think as long as you keep the Bray White stuff strong, you can almost get around with making mistakes elsewhere. But we're going to have to we're going to have to wait and see. It's going to be really fascinating. And I think a huge reason why it's important that WWE does smash it out of the park is because if they don't, a lot of people are going to be disappointed. And as we know, a lot of people are already disappointed. Yeah. And we so, don't want that again. We don't want that again. Yeah, I mean, my hope's there. My hope is definitely there. And yeah, we shall see. I mean, we've got the G1. I'm hoping to try and catch some more New Japan because that's one of the things that I've always found quite hard to get. Well, I know they've got the, the network, but like it's all in in Japanese and I've, I've always found it hard to try to decipher. Well, the G1 is... Yeah, the, I think the, the thing with the G1 is as New Japan gains more notoriety and, and, and sort of fans, it's the G1 is the hardest thing to try and to try and work out. I remember when I first started getting into New Japan, that was the thing that really made me go, what? 
And once once you understand it, it's actually quite easy. It's just a it's just a you know round robin tournament. But it's such a you know it's a bunch of names you've probably never heard of if you're only just getting into the promotion. Plus, you need to figure out how it all works. You got block A and block B. But yeah, but I, I quite like that though. I like a product that requires me to work to understand it because then when I do understand it, I feel like oh sweet, it paid off. It's like any sport. American football seems really complicated. Then you get into like okay, no, it's quite simple. It's the same with basketball and hockey. Hockey, yeah. I still find a bit confusing. But that. That's why I think New Japan is able to feel like a sport because, yeah, they 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 have their rules and they stick to them, and you have to learn the rules. It feels different as well, which is which is great. Yeah, it does, and, and that's why I never want New Japan to be like WWE, and I don't want WWE like New Japan. I want them, I want them separate. And this is the first year. Well, that's not true. I've liked it for the first few years, but it's certainly. Uh, it's, I don't know, I feel like I'm more invested in this one already because I, I, uh, I know the participants a bit better and, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It just There's just something about this year's one that I'm excited about and I think it helps having people like, you know, John Moxley and Will Ospreay in there because I'm familiar with their work elsewhere and now I can be like, oh, sweet, they're going to do this. Yeah, Kent is in there as well, which is going to be cool to see him yeah. actually getting back to doing some wrestling, not just, well, not being used. Absolutely, absolutely. And... We'll see, man. I mean, we're, I think that New Japan's going to have a great summer. Obviously, we know AEW's going to. They've already started. So it's all on WWE. It is all on WWE. But that's all right. That's, that's, that's all good, man. I like, I like a war. I like a fight. I like, you know, whatever you want to, however you want to describe it. I, I, I enjoy the ups and downs. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. Uh, right, we, we mentioned stomping ground. So, so let's go through it. Are you on the same level as most people where you're like, this card doesn't really inspire me that much, mostly because it feels exactly the same as Super Showdown, mostly because it is the same as Super Showdown. I mean, yeah, to say the least. I mean, the two matches I'm kind of looking forward to is um, the US title. I think that should be a cool match, Ricochet against Joe. That, um, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. I think Ricochet versus Joe could be really good. Um, but it should uh, be really good. Yeah, Cruiserweight three-way as well, I think could be cool. Yeah, I, I think most 205 Live matches are good. It's just they don't have much crowd heat because the crowd hasn't been given uh, any opportunity to understand who these people are. I mean, that's just what that's just what happens. Uh, let me get let me get the card up here, and we'll go. Let's start. Let's start with the 205 Live match because that will probably be uh, on the pre-show. Uh, do you watch 205 Live? Do you try and invest yourself in it? I understand not everybody can because there's too much wrestling on TV. But <laughs> yeah, um, I've started of late because. I kept hearing buzz that you know this it's you know it's really good now and then uh, like last week the Gallagher um, Chad Gable match was phenomenal um, and yeah but, um, look, only Larkin seems to have come into his own in there and it, 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 the product there is is now week in week out really good I feel like they need like a takeover style network special to to, to maybe try to get get them over, get them a bit wider audience, hopefully, and get people to put eyes on it because it's really good. It is good, yeah. I mean, the problem, I mean it, it's a wrestling show, which is what people want, right? That's what, that, that, that's, what people, that's what people ask for for WWE. And you actually have two of them in NXT and 205 Live, but 205 Live never gets any kind of focus. So, you, you know, yeah. you, you, you forget about it. Yeah, I think, I think that partly that does come down to them not having like a banner show. Like, you know, everything within NXT works up towards a takeover. And then 
Yeah, exactly. It has a purpose, right? Every time TakeOver knocks it out of the park, I think NXT, NXT for me personally, is like the best, the best there is at the moment in wrestling. I think it's just phenomenal. TakeOvers are always a must watch. Do you like them more than the AEW shows? I only ask because that's the big conversation everybody's having now, isn't it? Was was TakeOver 25 better than Double or Nothing and so on and so forth? But in a more general term, do you prefer NXT? I think personally, uh, I preferred it more. It, I mean, it's difficult because obviously AEW just has, right now he's just doing pay-per-views. So um, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing them finally have a weekly show and seeing if I can keep that momentum up. Um, also, you know, outside of like the main names, I wasn't familiar with everyone in AEW. Um, so I was watching like Double or Nothing going, like, I don't know. Like, there was one skit that was two librarians having like a shush off, and I was just like, <laughs> what is going on? Like, and I just looked at it and going, you know, this is going to be. A lot of people, I imagine, first time with a lot of these names, and this is how you're choosing to to sort of introduce them. And I was just like, "What is going on? Who are these people? Why are they Why are they quiet? Like, what's?" But I mean, the matches themselves were great. But I think it's because I've got more invested in NXT. Absolutely, man. Of course, it is because you've had years of, of building yourself up, and hopefully, AEW will uh, uh, will do the same thing. So, who do you have out of Tony Nese, who obviously is the champion, Tazawa, and, and Drew Gulak? I think Nice will retain. I can't see him giving about that to, to Gulag. And I, I just don't think Tazawa's a big enough draw at the moment. I think Nice is having good matches and, you know, deserves to have a bit longer with, with the belt, personally. Yeah, yeah no, I agree. I think they may give it back to Drew Gulag. I think because it's a triple threat match, they may have something where, like, you know, he pins Tazawa or something like that because then you can keep these three going at it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they did that as well. I think I'm mostly picking that because... It just makes the pay per view a bit more fun. I can't really see many things changing hands here. Well, no, that's the uh, that, that, that's the other thing. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, who are the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, take it on Heavy Machinery, Otis and Tucker. Again, a little bit of a disappointing build, just because you know they 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 started this feud about a month and a half ago, whenever it was, and then they just vanished and didn't you know didn't do anything because of the whole super showdown getting in the way and then all of a sudden from nowhere uh, they're, they're back on it but I, I like Daniel Bryan I like Rowan I think Rowan feels lifted up when he's with Daniel Bryan I think Heavy Machinery are a unique tag team and I don't believe that any match that Daniel Bryan is in can be bad because I think he's so smart at wrestling that yeah. if he takes control of it he'll make it work regardless yeah and, and you know Heavy Machinery has some some decent matches in, in NXT yeah they're right I think if they give him time, you know, it should be a decent match. And you're 100% right about Rowan. Like, he he feels like a different person now. Um, and it's a shame it's taken this long for him to kind of come out of his shell, kind of. Because the crazy thing is, like, Rowan was in that Survivor Series where Sting debuted. He was in the, the face team because Seamus got injured. So they kind of shuffled him in. And I thought, oh, maybe, you know, things will start going for him. But... As soon as that survivor series was over, he he vanished again. But I can't see I can't see heavy machinery beating him. I really can't. No, I don't think they should either. I don't think they should. I think Daniel. Sometimes people have too much momentum and they're too good. And that to me is where Daniel Bryan is right now. He's just too good. You don't want to. It would suck the heavy machinery don't win because I actually think there is something there. 
But I, you've got to look at the, the lesser of two evils. And I mean, Daniel Bryan would be fine without the belt. But I, now that we put them at this bizarre tag team, I, again, I can see something in this, but they need more yeah. time on TV and they need more, yeah. you know, uh, expansion. And that's going to take a while. Yeah, I'd like to see him hold on to the belts for a long time and, and just, I mean, I say keep defending it, but the smack, like, WWE's tag team situation right now is a hot well, mess, at the least. They don't care, do they? I mean, I, the, the evidence is, the evidence to me was proven when Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins lost in the way that they did. I mean, that kind of summed it up to me. I was like, how on earth? How on earth can that be? The, well, at one point, they were going to feud with the Viking Raiders, and now it's all changed. Yeah. And for the revival, to, don't get me wrong, like, you know, back in the NXT, the revival were the tag team, but all you've seen them recently is lose to the Usos, have fun made happen by the Usos, and then suddenly you need to give them the belts. It's like, wait, what? It's, again, it's for long term booking, long term planning. There's just nothing there. Yeah, no, it, it's strange. But no, I think Daniel Bryan and, um, I think the key with this one is let Bryan and Rowan win. But make sure heavy machinery looks strong. And you can have Daniel Bryan cheat. That's fine. Whack him with the belt. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then, you know, them to come close and just, you know, Bryan's experience sort of gives them the edge kind of thing. Yeah. All- yeah, that works. That works too. Anything like that is good. Yeah. I've always liked those sort of ones where it's like, you know, you get the young up-and-comers go against the veterans and, like, they lose, but they learn a lesson and come back and do a bit better. And, you know, you see that progress. I think they, they had good stories to tell Agree, totally agree, man. Um, let's do the New Day versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Obviously, the New Day is going to be Biggie and Xavier Woods. Uh, the, the real strange thing about this is that the last time, um, you know, the last time we saw uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn <laughs> together, they lost a two out of three falls match easily to a different version of the New Day, one that had Seth Rollins in it, teaming with Kofi Kingston. So that's a bit odd, but I will say this: it is a match that, in my head, I don't feel like I've seen before, even if I have. Yeah, and suddenly, like, why did WWE so hot on two out of three falls? Like, that's just come out of nowhere. Like, every tag team sounds just, yeah, it's a two out of three falls match. For no reason as well, because the last two were one. The last few have been one, like, two, two zero. So why did they make it two out of three falls? Uh, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't know. I think because they thought it would stop people from tuning out. I have no answer to that. But I, I, it does make this one a little bit more interesting. Like, I don't know why Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are a tag team again. I was perfectly happy for them to be singles wrestlers, but whatever. Um, I like Big E and Xavier Woods, but I don't feel like they have much momentum. I would put Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I would give them the win. I would give them the victory, I think. I think I need it more, and I don't see a... a... I mean, the New Day have a New Day, and I don't see a loss hurting them. Well. No, and, and I'm hoping that we can then move into Daniel Bryan and Rowan versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Now, I know that's a heel team versus a heel team. I get that. But I just think they can have such good matches, and it'd be so much fun. I'm like, I don't even care. I don't think WWE would do that, but that's no, what I want. Because also, aren't they on different brands as well? Not, I mean, not that, you know, we've, last week you, you laid to rest the, the brand split. So <laughs> yeah, it's dead now. Which, which, which was, that, that really did make me laugh. Oh, um, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, on, on one hand, you know, Zane, yeah, Zane and Owens need a win because as soon as you see a tag team and you see Sami Zayn come out, you're like, yeah, that man's going to get pinned. It's ridiculous, right? I mean, it is absolutely ridiculous. It is. Um... It's it's just so obvious. It's one of those things that slaps you in, slaps you in the face. So that does give me the fear here. 
But I will still go with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because I just think it's more interesting. But that's probably why the New Day will win. It's probably a match that's been slapped together just to fill up a card, as most yeah. of this. Uh, uh, as yeah. most of this. Like the whole card is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, it uh, it's um, it's a shame. But I'll go for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where I'll, I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I prefer. Yeah, I prefer Owens and, and Zayn to win because. It's not going to hurt the new day of loss. It really isn't. No, no, I agree. Uh, Samoa Joe versus Ricochet for the US Championship. I'm very much looking forward to this. I think it will be the one of one of the best bouts on the show. Again, it's a shame we couldn't have had more of a build-up because I think they would have had a really good chemistry with each other. But uh, the only thing holding this back is what WWE say they can and can't do. That's it. That's it. I don't know what they're going to say. We, we want a more WWE style match which is not going to be fun because they want them to be let loose or maybe they go look go do whatever you want I don't know I don't know hopefully I mean my I mean, my hope for this is Joe wins via some unscrupulous methods and the feud continues that would be my hope for this so they can actually build something coming out of this um, because I like Joe I hadn't really seen him much until you know he came into NXT and He's just one of the most watchable people there yeah, is. Because you believe it, right? Yeah, every promo he does, it's just like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I believe that you believe you're saying that 100%, and he's, he's great in the ring as well. I, I, I don't, and I love Ricochet, it's another hard one, because I love Ricochet, and I, I think Ricochet has such a big upside, I mean, WWE obviously doesn't see him that way, but I think he could do, he could do wonders, if allowed to, but the, the thing here is, because Samoa Joe has only just, you know, obtained that title back after the Rey Mysterio stuff, I don't necessarily think it's time, I mean, the best thing about Samoa Joe is that he can cheat to win whenever, and no one cares, because you expect that from him, so really, as disgusting as it is, I'm, I'm just going with what I know of WWE, I would rather he did that I'd rather he cheats to win it keeps Ricochet you know in whatever position he's going to be in I mean I guess it all depends on what the plan for Ricochet down the line if you're not going to treat Ricochet how I want then yeah just have Samoa Joe beat him but I think a long program between these two that really should culminate in Ricochet winning the belt helps Ricochet it doesn't hurt Samoa Joe because he's great but more importantly it puts that title over and I don't know why I keep asking for this because clearly it's not a priority for WWE but I hope that eventually it will be yeah I mean that's the hope I mean you look back to when it was, you know, Cena doing the open challenge with it. That belt felt important. You saw it week in, week out. And the matches John Cena had were phenomenal. Even though you knew he wasn't going to lose the belt, they were still just great matches week in, week out. And it was there. It was front and center. Like, look at this belt. I'm going to defend it. It's important. You saw some great matches out of it. And I just don't know why they can't just do that again. I would guess because uh, that was John Cena going to bat for it, right? Yeah, I'd love to see Joe do something like that, you know, him, because there's, there's not enough, like, every heel just seems to be a coward now, whereas, you know, you look back in the day, you had some, like, great, like, when Seamus was a heel back in the day, he was just this bully guy who would fight anyone anywhere and didn't care, and there doesn't seem to be that sort of heel at the moment, which is a shame. Yeah, no, I, I, no, I mean, it's... I think there's room for more variety in WWE. Even though physiques-wise it's better, they still are categorised to a certain level, you know, and I think we could probably have a bit more fun with it. Yeah, I mean, the same goes with characters. I mean, you know, look look years ago, you know, yeah, every, you know, majority of the roster had characters, had something. Now it's, they're all just, oh, what's your character? Well, I'm a really good wrestler. What's yours? Well, I'm a good wrestler too. Let's have a fight. Like, there's no... 
Yeah, there's, I get. I know what you mean. Yeah, a hundred percent. Part of why the fire for the announcer has been, as, as, I think, as why it's took up as much as it is because it's a true character, different character. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm with you there. Uh, I think WWE could take more risks, even if those risks fail. I think it would be, uh, I would be fine. But I'll go Samojo, and that's just what my guy's telling me. No real reason. Yeah, I think I think Joe retains. Cool. Moving on to Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Very strange match all around because we'd seen it at WrestleMania. Now we're getting it, but Shane McMahon is going to be involved and probably Elias and the Revival. They're not on the card, so you may as well throw them in here. Just, I mean, it's, it, it is a difficult one because Drew McIntyre, to me, cannot lose because the potential is still there, but it's really not being realized uh, at the moment. But then Roman Reigns lost the Super Showdown to Shane McMahon, and he's Roman Reigns. And I tell you, man, I'm starting to get the fear that we are building to Shane McMahon beating Kofi Kingston for the world title and then Roman Reigns being the guy to take it off Shane McMahon at SummerSlam or something like that. And that will suck. But that's that seems to be where we're heading. And that way, Roman Reigns can lose here if by the summer or the proper summer, he's going to be champion again. Yeah, I... I hope it's not. It would... I mean, people are already pissed off at the amount of change there. <laughs> yes, they are, yeah. And the matter must be, that's polite way of putting it, like, and I just, I just can't see him being that out of touch as to put the belt on him. I just can't, it would just, I can't think of anything in their history, like, it would be one of their dumbest things I've ever done, to be honest. Like, I can't, it will get heat, but it's not good heat. It's not the right sort of heat that you want to get on somebody. It was. It's just like this is just. We're just pissed terrible. off about it. Yeah, we're just yeah, mad. Just, this is just bad. No, it's true. Uh, but I, I do think it's going to tie. I, I don't know if they are planning that, but I do think it's going to tie into this match. I'm going to go with Roman Reigns because in the past I've gone against Roman Reigns and realised how stupid that was. Yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it still doesn't give me any. I'm not confident with this at all. Yeah, I mean. For my time in WWE, I've seen Drew McIntyre as part of Three Man Band. He then went away. Supposedly did some great stuff on the Indies, which I've not seen. Came back. Was kind of had a short-lived NXT one, which, you know, he got injured and didn't really see much of that out. And then got brought up to the main roster and hasn't really done anything since he's been brought up. And I just, I mean, for me personally... He's got the look, but I don't see what the big deal is about him because he just seems to be Mr. Henchman. Yeah, no, well, he is. That's, I mean, that's the way he's being portrayed right now, which I think yeah. is the issue. He's and not allowed just, to be anything more. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, I, th- I think I think you've got to look at Roman as winning, really. Um, but again, like that'll be the third time because he beat him at Mania, beat him on Raw after Mania, and then. There'll be another win for him. So yeah, what? I think Drew McIntyre is going to win now. I've just changed my mind. I think Drew McIntyre will win and Shane McMahon will get involved and it'll be the worst thing ever. Yeah, I think... But in fact, the, the Miz isn't down to have a fight match, is he? So he could get involved as well. I think it's just going to be a cluster. I really do. I think it's just going to be a mess. <laughs> but you're going with uh, Drew though, right? 
Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going with uh, Thomas. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I've I changed think... my mind. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. Uh, let's do the two women's matches. So, firstly, Bailey versus Alexa Bliss for the SmackDown Women's Championship. As we mentioned earlier, I thought the promo on SmackDown was good, but doesn't necessarily mean this is going to be a, a good or bad match. This is quite cut and dry for me. I'm very much a, you only just won the belt, therefore you don't lose the belt kind of a guy. I think Bailey can win. I think you can do something with Nikki Cross where she accidentally screws over uh, Alexa Bliss and that. You know, that shows her true colours. Nice and simple. Let's not overthink it. Let's not have it overstay its welcome. And let's yeah. make sure Bailey walks away as SmackDown Women's Champ. Yeah, I mean, I I love Bailey. I think she's just phenomenal in the ring. And when she like, won the NXT title, for her, when she beat Sasha finally, after being so close, like, you know, it's one of a few times that, you know, wrestling has brought a tear to my eye when, you know, she won. I, th- I just thought that moment was... And that journey was perfect. And to see how she's been treated on the main roster has made me sad. So hopefully she can, you know, get some momentum behind a build to something great. And I hope that Nikki Cross gets used because she can really go as well. That last woman standing match she had with Asuka was amazing. Yeah. No, it was. It was. It was. Um, she she has something to her. I just hope that she can break away and be her own person soon. Because yeah. I I think being a lap dog, like we just talked about with Drew McIntyre, it never it never helps. I think it drags you down after a while. Yeah, and also like yeah, what's a cat? Because she's now all nicey nice outside the ring, but as soon as she gets in the ring, she's kind of back to being old sanity Nikki Cross. So it's like, what's going on? Yeah, it's weird. No, it is but, weird. You're right. Uh, is she? Well, but yeah, I think Bailey, Bailey all the way. I agree. Same with Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans for the Raw Women's Championship. I feel exactly the same. Again, doesn't make much sense in the sense last time we saw these two, Lacey Evans lost clean. However, yeah. they, if we're doing it, let's just put Becky over strong. Everyone loves Becky. She's popular. If Stone Cold Steve Austin was in this position, I know we're not talking about it, but hey-ho, it's a good example. He would have just kicked her ass or, or whoever yeah. he was fighting. So let's just have a win. No mucking around. Becky looks strong. I'm out with it. Yeah. Definitely. I do wonder where kind of Lacey goes from there, you know. Yeah, it's tough. You're right. It's hard. It's a hard comeback. You come in out of nowhere. Um, I think people were very, very hard on her match with Charlotte. It wasn't a great match, but I'm going to put myself out there and say it, but I think people are more judgmental of the women's division than men. So I think yeah, they are. No, they too- are. They are, I think that, and no one ever agrees with me with this, I think people in general are just too harsh on wrestling matches when they go bad. Nobody goes out there to have a bad yeah. wrestling match. You, yeah. can, you, can, you can say it's crap, but we, we go from saying it's crap to laying into people, and I hate that. I never like it at all. Yeah, and um, I think there is a bit of, I suppose, hypocrisy, given when people look at women against men, like, you know, when Neville had his walkout, and then left like no one kind of said oh you know he should just be thankful he's you know he's got a job what's he complaining about and you know the same with like all the other revival like oh they you know when they were supposedly saying like they wanted to go no one said i should just be thankful they've got a job whereas sasha she like you know they dropped the titles for no reason at mania you know she has her walk out and everyone's like oh she just be thankful she's got a job she's ungrateful she's this she's that and it's just like so why is it one for them and then for the other? It just annoys me. I agree, man. I just think let people do whatever the hell they want to do. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and yeah, I think Becky, Becky, 100%, she should not squash Matt, but I think it should just be a very 
comfortable win for her. Yes, I, that, that, that's, that's the best word. Comfortable. Comfortable. No mucking around. Keep it nice and simple. There's nothing wrong with that. I would be, I'd be more than happy with this. Uh, we will, well, we'll see. But I, I, I can't see Becky Lynch losing. But at the same time, you just never know, right? You never, yeah. ever, ever know. Uh, I think it's this, it's the, uh, yeah, it's just the two world title matches left. So we'll do Kofi Kingston versus Dolph Ziggler in a steel cage first. I think this is where the problem with the card starts to become very obvious. I don't think you need to muck around with it, and I don't think Dolph Ziggler needs to be champion. I think that'd be a really bad idea. So just put Kofi Kingston over the end. Pretty much, yeah. Um... I don't. I'm not as down. I mean, I'm not. I'm not as down on, on Dolph Ziggler's promos as some people have been because I think we've all kind of been there when it's like you, you, you know, you, you feel like you've missed out on something and you see somebody else in your place. There's always that little bit of you that's like, that should have been me there. And when he first came back, I thought, you know, that wasn't bad as a one. But then it's just been the same sort of. He said like the same thing week in, week out, and it's just like. Yeah, okay, I'm, I'm tired of it now. Just, we know you're not going to win either, so that's the other side of it as well. It's Dolph Ziggler. And I also think you need to evolve those ideas. You know, you need to, I, 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 I totally agree with you. It should have been me, yet we've all had that kind of green-eyed bug. But when that's all the feud is and we don't get any uh, nuance to it, you're like, well, what, do we, what the, what, what? <laughs> like, what? Where's, the, where's the nuance, basically? Where's the nuance? Yeah, it's just the same thing week in, week out. And, you know, I mean, fair play, you got a clean win over Xavier. So at least he goes in looking like he can actually win a match. Which... Look, they've done it well in that sense. You know, they've, they've done it well in the way that I would want them to do it. It's just a shame there's not more depth here outside of it. Yeah, and I mean, his whole arc and story and everything has just been so weird over the last couple of years. Like, you know, he, he, get, he got the US title and then walked away from it. He had that terrible few weeks when he was coming out to other people's music and... Oh, it was just painful. And he hasn't done anything to warrant a title match, but there he is. And yeah, I think Kofi to win. Well, the issue with it was is the way it came about again, because he's only in this position because Daniel Bryan was injured, so they didn't know what to do. So they brought Kevin Owens back early. He got into the feud with Kofi, but then he didn't want to go to Saudi Arabia, so they brought back Dolph Ziggler. That's the problem. It's a mess. Yeah, yeah, that, that sums up WWE at the moment. And, and, you know, and you look at the main event, you know, when the, when the biggest talking point is who is going to be the special referee, you know you've got a problem. See, I don't mind that. It's just, yeah, we need more at the same time. You're right. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's a big, t- t- like, it should be, oh, you know, is, is Seth going like, to lose? Where it's, it's just, well, who's going to be the referee? No one cares about the match other than who's going to be the referee. That's yeah. a big t- yeah, you're right. Who also look? Who is going to be the referee? Let's move on. So we're both going with Kofi Kingston. Uh, 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 what the hell's his name? So Rollins versus Corbin. I don't know because an obvious one, kinda, is Brock Lesnar. But that's also ridiculous because why he's the money in the bank cash. He doesn't need to stand out there. He can just wait and, and do whatever he wants. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, and given you know what Lesnar's contracts like. That's a lot of money just to give somebody to be a special guest referee as well, which is kind of crazy. I, I, I honestly, I mean, so one thing I'll say is I honestly have no idea who's going to be because you had Rollins just wander around with a steel chair, just bashing everyone. I did like it. I'm not going to lie, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was a bit of a dick move, but sometimes, you know. I don't, mind, I, I don't mind people being dicks. We're all dicks. You can be, you can be a good person and be a dick. That's all right. 
no, completely. And, and I, 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 I did like that. And again, poor EC3, man. Whoever he upset, poof, his career's yeah, dead. I yeah, I don't. It's, it's a shame. It, there's something in here. But, uh, you know. I think you can't give the belt to to Corbin you just you can't not at the moment not where ratings where they are you just piss people off and again like you said earlier not in the right way Seth Rollins has to win and Seth Rollins has to win against all the odds so the the, the special guests yeah. have to be yeah. a Baron Corbin loving but he still managed to beat them both up and win that's what I want I want a strong baby face and I understand it's a bit ridiculous when you have a strong baby face on Raw and then have a strong baby face on the pay-per-view but we're in odd times so just do it we really are yeah and I don't. Even, I mean, for me, for me, like Corbin, he's got a look, but I couldn't name you a single good Baron Corbin match. I used to think Baron Corbin had a lot of potential. I did, I, I I preferred the indie killer gimmick as opposed to the or the lone wolf guy. I preferred yeah, that to this. Definitely, yeah. With uh, yeah, because again, he he used to have a character. Now he's just uh, like when he had the the feud with Finn Balor. Like uh, you're a small guy and I'm a tall guy. Let's fight. Like. It was just, yeah, I, I can't think of a single standout Corbin match. And when you've got somebody going for a the big title, like, yeah, I just can't see him with a belt. I really can't. No, me neither, man. And I hope Seth Rollins wins. And I hope on Monday he has a new feud. That's what yes. I want. Yeah, that, that's what I hope. But who? Well, well, I want AJ Styles. I want AJ Styles to go heel, re-team with Gallows and Anderson and just do that. I enjoyed that match so much. I'll take another one. That's fine with me. You know, if, if, there's, if there's no other good options, just go back to the option that worked. That's the way I look at it. That like, backstage bit with Gallows and Anderson and AJ was really odd. Well, it's because what... it was out of nowhere again. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> it just happened for no reason. Yeah, yeah, you guys never win. Her, her, her. I remember went out and they lost. And <laughs> somebody and then burying somebody again like wow they're weird people man at the moment i don't think they know what they're doing they're very 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 weird people very strange very very strange all around um well that's stomping grounds it goes down uh well i don't know when this podcast is going to go out. this podcast probably go the weekend so it's going to go down at some point in the next 24 to 48 hours try and enjoy it as much as you can everyone i know it's not the best but look maybe we get through to monday and you know we're building into the g1 and we're building into fighter fest maybe wwe uh, will pick up as well especially because the next event after this is extreme rules which sometimes can be quite good we will uh, we will have to wait and see. But Mark, my man, thank you so much for joining me today. I appreciate it. Is there anything you want to throw out there into the Millerverse before we wrap up? Um, not to end on a downer, but I, 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 I just want to say, like, with everything that, that happened yesterday with Lionheart, with... Oh, Aiden, yes. I, like, will, I, should, I should have pointed that out, actually. Yes, sorry. Because I do multiple podcasts, if you are a listener to Why with Simon Miller, uh, which is the other podcast I do on a Thursday, we talked about that on there. I should have brought it up on here as well. You were right, Mark. But as I did, I recorded that today as well, so I felt like we'd done it. Uh, sorry, I'll let you carry on now, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Yes, it's a very good point. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, yeah, given, you know, what he tweeted yesterday and, and everything, like... You know, thoughts of with his family, his friends, and everyone like. Yes, no, I mean, to, to, totally that, totally that. Like, it's, it's a terrible thing to see, um, and yeah, um, but yeah, and, ho- and hopefully, you know, people can find the strength to go out and, and if they are having issues and problems, to speak to people and get help where needed. 
I mean, just that. And obviously, you know, as, as Marcus said, thoughts with uh, his friends, his family. Uh, I, 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 I echo what I tweeted the other day. I've got this real thing about not trying to take grief away from people, which sounds weird, but I never met the guy. I, I'm not going to pretend that I did. Uh, I, I'd only ever heard nice things through the wrestling grapevine, but he certainly seemed like a nice guy. He certainly seemed like a guy that was happy to go out of his way to help everyone, which I always respect. I mean, that is, it's not something anybody has to do, but incredible that he did. And it just sounds like he struggled. And yeah, I mean, let's, let's, if you are feeling that way and you are struggling, please reach out please call someone hey man you can talk to me if you want i'm not saying that i can help i probably can't but if it if it makes you feel better and i can push you in the right direction then hell man i'll do it because that's what it's all about i don't no one should ever have to go ever have to go through that so yeah shout out to lionheart shout out to lionheart's um, friends and family and fingers crossed we can uh, we can tackle all this kind of stuff together yeah and on the other side of that who would have thought this year would see John Moxley against Kenny Omega? I tell you, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? What a great world we're living in. People forget that with wrestling. You don't have to like WWE, but there's plenty of there's plenty to love. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, going back to what the first thing you asked me is why do I like wrestling? Because when it's good, I don't think there's anything like it on this planet. Beautiful, dude. Okay. Hell yes, my friend. And on that note, I'm going to shut you down because that's a lovely way to finish the podcast. I love that. I totally agree. When it's good, there's nothing like it. And that is true. Hey, when it's bad, there's nothing like it too. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah, that's another reason to enjoy it. Mark, thanks so much for joining me, man. That was a really, really good chat. And uh, yeah, I just enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, thank you very much for having You're me. You're very welcome. Again, if you want to come on the podcast, you can. Patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. There's other tiers there as well. You can get a t-shirt, you can get a message, you can get a postcard, you can join my Q&As. SimonMiller.BigCartel.com is where all my wrestling merchandise is. New stuff is going up this week, so keep an eye out on it. Uh, Instagram, Twitter at SimonMiller316. YouTube channel, search for Simon Miller. That's the best way to do it. You'll see my picture. And yeah, we'll be back next week. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>